0: We are back on Brofessional Wrestling, the podcast where we are bros, but kind of pros. That's John Pierre El Curry. This is Jonathan, the Chosen Lawyer. That's Hulk Hogan and Rocky in the back. That's <laughs> FTR. I think that's actually one of the FTR guys. I don't know how you managed to get him here, but he looks a lot like Bob. <laughs> and we have an exciting episode. The fans have been asking for it on our social medias, on YouTube. Enter in your questions. right in. Are do we know what we're talking about? Do you agree? Do you think we're out to the left field? We'd love to hear you because this is the most controversial topic going outside of CM Punk, and that is the current state and the future an AW of better than you, baby. You got it. I got to start off with this much because we you know we've talked about Jack Perry. We've talked about Orange Cassidy. I've talked about Don Mysterio before. You do a gimmick change, and it could change a whole perception of a wrestling fan. I was never an Adam Cole guy, period. Could not stand the guy. Just not found him very talented. He looks like a guy pumping gas at the gas station that they said, hey, we need a wrestler in there, and he just jumped in. I get he's talented, (laughs) and he's a great worker. Don't get me wrong. I just don't feel it. I don't like his charisma. It just doesn't work the... I don't get it. Right. I just never got it until so they paired him up with MJF and the vignettes of these guys hanging out together, going to the Chinese food restaurant, going to trampoline together. I can't get enough of this. And all of a sudden Adam Cole, who I cannot stomach looks pretty freaking cool to me. And I like <laughs> the whole shtick. While Adam Cole starts to go up, MJF is starting to go down for me a little bit because I like the whole heel thing. I'm not really getting this whole face thing with him. But together, they have a great chemistry. I think it's working great for everybody. I did not think for a second that AEW be smart enough to put tag team belts on them. But they did. And they gave me an early Christmas present. And I got to say, I cannot get enough of better than you, baby. JP, am I right or am I in left field?
1: You're 100% right. I'm telling you, these guys together, they're like peanut butter and jelly. They just, they just mesh so well. They have such a great vibe. They both elevated each other. I know your feeling is that it's kind of bringing down MJF. I feel the opposite. I think it's adding value to MJF. And the reason for that is he's shown us he can be the best heel in the business. And right now he's showing us that he can also be the best face. His dollar value, when the 2024 contract comes up, is skyrocketing through the roof because MJF as a heel could never survive in WWE. But now showing how strong he can be as a baby face, this man can make you money. His dollar value right now is skyrocketing. So you know what? I think it's elevating both of them. They're both benefiting from it, and it's leading into a fantastic storyline. So this is this is the storyline to follow, folks. If you have one storyline you really want to focus on, it better be this one because this is going to be almost as big as the bloodline, in my opinion, for wrestling storylines.
0: So now you got to help me a little bit. Help me help myself because you are an expert. And I, in some ways, am a novice because I did not follow Ring of Honor. I didn't come to the party right away in AEW like you did. And I got to say, so I'm watching Week After week Better Than You, baby. And I'm loving this. This is just, (laughs) I'm eating this up. I'm good. But every time Roderick Strong comes out, with the neck brace, and Adam, you can't do that. Adam, (laughs) I'm your real friend. And we all had that whiny friend that our parents made us be friends with in grade school, and that's what Roderick Strong looks like. (laughs) And I didn't quite get it until the kingdom showed up. And now with him having actual buddies and him wrestling again, I'm kind of getting this. This has actually got some flavor to it. So first yeah. of all, JP, I got to ask you, help us, for those of us that are new to the party, who the heck is Roderick Strong and what's the kingdom exactly? I know one of them is married to Maria Canellas. He's Mr. Yep. Maria Kanellis. <laughs> uh, what, what Who are these guys? What's up?
1: So uh, there's a lot of history there, right? So Roderick Strong, for example, um, as you follow NXT, uh, they were part of one of the largest factions with Adam Cole in undisputed era. So that's where their friendship really was highlighted on TV and in my opinion one of the best factions hand down in years. Hands down in years. So they they've uh, as you know Adam Cole was uh, uh, left WWE went to AEW a couple years back and when he got to AEW he had a big fan following but it just didn't take quite take off. They brought in some more of Undisputed Era into AEW. That fell apart uh, pretty quick because of some uh, back room, uh, back, uh, locker room whispers of what was happening there. And. Uh, Tony Khan. The only <laughs> Need police back there. Yep. I'm telling you, right? Or so a detention they... room or
0: something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they So, uh, Redrick was the last the last one of Undisputed Era at NXT, which they finally brought over. And unfortunately, when they brought him over, Bobby Fish um, was out at that time too. So they never had the full band together to create a new Undisputed Era. And he kind of got lost in the shuffle. They transitioned into Adam Cole coming back from uh, taking some time off into a program with MJF. And everybody was just like, What's going on here? This doesn't really add up, but whatever. Let's let's roll with it. And then week over week, this bromance, if you will, started developing. This chemistry was just natural. And it was one it was like feel good television. Remember and
0: that scene would... when, when, when MGF pulls up in the parking lot to start Dynamite and Adam Cole's there. He's like, Hey buddy. I I I can't believe I went to Toronto. It was such a shithole. But you skipped out on it because you were injured. Man, you're a genius. I wish I had thought of that. Amazing. Classic MJF. Adam Cole's giving him the dirty eyes. Stink eye. They were clicking. It was
1: good. They started. They started firing. Right. Yeah, they got yeah. it going. And then, within time, the little vignettes, the little backroom talk, the. You know the little uh, Instagram stories, li- little bit here and there, and then it just built into one of the most beautiful things on TV in a while. I really enjoyed the storyline. They're like, you know, they they really made so many viewers invested in it. And so, they had
0: and they had two matches. I mean, the first match, the draw, the Iron Man draw thing that Adam Cole was about to win five and more then ran out of time and all that, and then you think about that match and you're like, it was a great match, but we weren't that invested in it. They were main eventing the biggest wrestling event of all time. 81,000 fans in the UK. I don't know if you heard that or not, because they mentioned it a couple of times, at least every minute. Oh yeah. (laughs) Biggest event of all time, but let's get one. But you know what? They headlined it and we were all dying for it because they started the event having them win the ring of honor championships, the tag team belts. And that made the main event that much sweeter. Kudos to them. They were able to hype it up and still rescued it because they kept it going. Bravo, because I did not want it to end. I was so worried, so worried JP that they were not going to win the tag team belts. There's going to be a double cross and that they were going to break them up, but they're selling way too much merch. The fans love it. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, and most importantly, they're showing each other great sportsmanship, right? (laughs) So that's really important to MJF in recent uh, weeks. So they're uh, doing such a great job with that, and they've been uh, kind of really drawing you in. And that one, I was sure the double cross was going to come at some point, especially after winning the tag team titles. I'm like, this is too good to be true you know, you've got one of the dirtiest players in the game since Ric Flair retired. Maybe the dirtiest player in the game, right? Uh, in MJF versus uh, Adam Cole. Some something, Someone's going to turn on somebody or someone's going to do something underhanded to get the win. But no, they, they had the chance to, you know, backstab each other. They had all the opportunities they could ever want. And in that, they just wanted a clean match. And even though there was a draw, they restarted the match. MJF offered to restart the match, and they they kept going. And what, what a show. Like, that is one I would have loved to see, be there live for because the crowd was electric. The signs in the crowd were amazing. The chants were great. Everything was wonderful, you know? You know, that was... Probably some of the best professional wrestling I've ever seen.
0: JP, market calendar, August twenty twenty four. We can just head off to the UK. (laughs) It's that easy. What are the odds now that this is all a play? And Adam, we're gonna see the Adam Cole Roderick Strong match for sure. That's coming. That should be fun to watch. But what are the odds that Roderick and the Kingdom are actually going to cheat, a la? Judgment Day style, and Adam Cole really was working uh, MJF the whole time, and Adam Cole becomes a new champion and becomes a heel. What are the chances of that happening? Can you see it? I can, and I think
1: it'll be glorious, because you're going to see such a meaner, nastier MJF, because this is someone, MJF's always had that wall, MJF doesn't let you in type of thing, and he did for Cole. And when that day comes, and I hope it's not right away, but maybe in six months to a year, I think this thing would have fizzled out um, in that in that time frame. And I can totally see it. I could, I could also see um, the Kingdom challenging MJF and Cole for the ROH belts, uh, turning that into a program. Because they're, they are a tag team that could totally work on that front. Redrick Strong is trying to put himself into the, the championship uh, uh, page. So that could totally happen. Uh, the double cross will eventually come as all good things in wrestling always have to come to an end. Um, and it's going to be a sad day. It'll be a sad day in wrestling history when that happens, in my opinion, because they better milk this thing for all that it's worth because it, it is gold bay bay.
0: It really, really is. And if you're going to break it up and you're going to do it uh, the way to do this, I know Adam Cole will not do this, but if Adam Cole was was a little cooler, you bring in MJF's ex-fiancé from real life, bring her (laughs) through the crowd, she comes there, talks to MJF during the match, near the end, says, I miss you, I miss you. And as he gets all excited, Adam Cole turns around and makes out with her. MJF is in so much shock. And then (laughs) Adam Cole hits him, wins the belt. That would be classic WWE style. Uh, <laughs> it will not happen. It that will not with Britt. <laughs> not a chance in heck that I'm closing do would... up because she is way above his pay grade and he will not jeopardize that at all. Uh, no,
1: Britt Baker is not one to uh, take lightly, man. I think I think that, that storyline, as great as it is, it would it would be a little far-fetched to see it, but I would I, I can tell you that when this double cross happens, you're gonna see the meanest MJF ever. And and it's gonna be a sight to see. I think I think his dollar value, I think it's gonna happen towards the end of his contract. With
0: Adam Cole AW. as the leader, the new leader of the kingdom, and having him as now having in the man bun and being badass Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a lot of fun as well. I think they could do a lot of a lot of things with this. And this will only help the Kingdom guys because, Lord, they do need help. Because I I, I, I can't even begin to suggest Roderick Strong to make out with MJF's ex-fiance because Roderick is just <laughs> such a weenie. It, it's just not going to happen. They That's a character they made for him. And you know what? He plays it really well, I got to say. He does. He does. He, He's very good in the victim role. <laughs> now, where... I finally saw the light on MJF a little bit because I, I I do admit mm-hmm. that I think that for all the popularity and Mason Rush agrees with this, my protege wrestler that we talk about this all the time, that as Adam Cole's going up, MJF's feels for us going down a little bit, but the Samoa Joe program and having them face off on the mic, Samoa Joe is doing MJF a lot of favors. That's a credible opponent. Oh, yeah. Samoa can go with the best of them on the mic. And I think he made MJF looked real good out there.
1: He did. You know, part of me was thinking when uh, they got into it on All Out, uh, where MJF got choked by Samoa Joe. I wonder, part of me, if they were showing us a little bit of what happened between Jack Perry and CM Punk in the back locker room. Because reportedly, Jack Perry got choked out. So I'm wondering if they were kind of giving the audience a little peek of what was happening. Because I found it a little strange that he would go towards that that uh that that hold right away. I don't know. That was just my thoughts, but I'm I'm really digging the uh oh sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say as well. And remember Jack Perry in one of his promos hinted about the glass thing.
1: Yeah, they exactly,
0: right? The sliding so, things for sure.
1: I think there was a little more to it there, you know, but I love the way Joe came out, gave him that shove and then he just smirked. It was just like I'm Joe, I could do whatever you want. I don't care that you're the champ, like I'm the man around here. And I think that's going to be a great great, um, great feud. I think I, I'm a huge fan for Joe one of the hardest workers out there and I think I think this one uh will be a really really solid match. And it'll be nice to see MJF paired up with someone uh, a little bigger than him too to kind of showcase cuz MJF man his physique is hit a new level all of a sudden. Right? He's not he quite great, there yet.
0: But he still looks but, great. He looks great. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looks he he's like totally filled out and he's uh you know I think it'll be good to kind of showcase that He's been goofy with the kangaroo kicks. He's goofy with Adam Cole. Uh, which we love the kangaroo. Side, which is the best. Like, the most basic tag team move is their finisher. Which is incredible. All right? But, you know, it'll be nice to show that he can still, you know, throw someone like Joe around. Like, that'll put a lot of credibility under his belt. I don't think Joe will take the belt from him. But Joe, Joe will sell it as... You know, I'm the the big guy around here.
0: But Joe already has a belt, by the way. He's the Ring of Honor television champion. Facing off against the Ring of Honor tag team champion and the Triple B. Everybody gets a belt. You get a belt, you get a belt, and you get a belt. I love it. (laughs) Now, this combination now, you know, everything comes full circle again, right? Think about this because no Samoa Joe, there's no Adam Cole. They all kind of now have this whole association now with MJF coming together. But think how much WWE messed up. Adam Cole, Huge. Adam Cole, they wanted to turn him into a manager for Limitless Keith Lee. Remember that? Yeah. And they had another nickname for him, which I can't think of off the top of my head. It was awful. Bearcat. Bearcat. If
1: you get a chance to listen to the Jericho podcast with Keith Lee, um, man, it was hilarious when Keith Lee starts talking about it. But um, but um think about Ad- Adam Cole, Cole was supposed
0: to be his manager. That's what they uh, saw him. And Adam was like, screw this. He main yeah. evented the biggest wrestling event of all time. 81,000 people. I don't know if I mentioned that before, by the way. And <laughs> he should have been a manager for the Bearcats? Come yeah. on. You know, and he's his, Adam Cole, to me, was...
1: Like his HBK quality, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. I, it's there. Ag- he, he even looked it, <laughs> right? Like he's he, HBK. He's HBK, HBK would be
0: disagreeing with you on that one, but yeah. <laughs> Well, not not today's HBK. I'm talking the '90s. <laughs> right? But
1: uh, you know, he he Adam Cole was amazing. Loved him in NXT. He was the reason I would watch NXT week in week out. I loved Undisputed era. And, uh, you know, and I knew the talent that he had and then just seeing him towards the end, just kind of like, they really dropped the the ball on him. And I felt so bad just because he couldn't build the momentum in AEW. But now to see him really shining, it's just so gratifying to, as a fan of his,
0: I actually now, now that we're saying this stuff, I want Karrion Cross to please leave WWE and come to AEW. because they are wasting away his talents and his vignettes and Scarlet and I would love to see carrying yeah. Cross in AW that's all I' got to say on that and the other guy that's in part of this now connection with Mjf Samoa Joe if it wasn't WWE would be an announcer at best he was sitting at ringside he was not wrestling anymore yep. WWE at some point has to be watching these things and saying the, because you know in a pay-per view, I'm very happy to pay-per-view to see the main event, Samoa Joe versus MJF. I think it's going to be a fantastic match. It's going to be all out. And these are guys that they wouldn't have the time of day for. It's kind of embarrassing. It's kind of embarrassing. You know, Swerve Strickland, you you throw the guy out and yesterday's garbage. You bring back Top Dollar and you're like, can't bring back Swerve. Yeah. And, and I bet you Swerve said, screw you guys. I don't want to do this anyways. But they see him now and they're like, man, he'd be a good worker for them. You know what? Uh, more than Viking Raiders. Well, like, I mean, you look at a lot of the guys
1: there, like, you know, Brian, Brian Danielson, what a missed opportunity on that guy. He's still going with the best of them. He's, he's a leader. He's so wrestling smart. Like, he's got such a high IQ for this stuff. And how can you just let someone like that go? You know, like, they have so many big misses. So... You know what? I'm happy. I'm so happy that there's the alternative of AEW. I like both. I prefer AEW. I like both, though, right? And I I appreciate everything Vinny Max done for the business, but just I I appreciate. Uh, sorry. I I like AEW a lot more for the level of uh, athletic ability and storyline depth. Um, there's a lot more wrestling screen time than there is you know, more soap opera drama on the other end, right? Um, a lot of big misses, but thank, thankfully when we have more big business, uh, wrestling, big business wrestling companies out there, it creates new opportunity to have all these amazing storylines and jobs. So both of them keep it up for both brands, whether you're a WWE fan, uh, AEW fan, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan.
0: And if you are a wrestling fan, you're obviously watching this. So send us your comments. Are you an AEW person, a WWE person? Why? Why not? Love to hear about it. The free agent out there, the impending free agent, if he's still a free agent because it's coming soon, I got to say the one guy that if I had to pick who's going to dethrone MJF and I think would be a fantastic champion is Will Ospreay. And I think AEW is so lucky that they're getting this guy. And that's a guy, I if I could watch him every... I pay to watch this guy. So again, Will Ospreay, to me, I think is one of the best, if not the best wrestlers going right now. I love what he's doing as a heel. He's a great talker on the mic. The talent. I mean, this is your future AEW champion. I don't know if WWE has anybody that can touch this guy. If I was WWE, I wish I had him. Imagine him versus Seth Rollins. Yes, please.
1: I'll I'll even uh top that in my opinion. I'd love to see him in it with AJ Styles. I think they could go super well together. High flying, fast pace, they could or Ricochet would be an awesome uh partner as well for him.
0: We're, not, in, that we're not we're not at Cirque du Soleil. Okay. <laughs> we're not at Cirque du Soleil, no, I'm joking. I love it. He's good, he's Are good. You... Ricochet Ricochet is good. You know what? I'm glad he's got his little pushes and stuff. You know, uh, dating the ring announcer Samantha—good move. I think it's good for his career because where she go, because they cannot lose her. She's got a set of pipes on her. Um, can you imagine Gunther versus Will Osprey? I could.
1: That would yeah. be, that would be great for someone like me because I'd have a reason to be excited for a Gunther match. So it would be. <laughs>
0: I don't know how you can't be, especially when you're in in the you know, when when you are live. When I was at SummerSlam in Detroit, and Kaiser comes out and he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's the <laughs> best. Your ring get around. It's Kaiser, uh, the whole mystique of it. It's amazing. And he's still the guy who's going to take Roman Reigns or should take Roman Reigns. But that's where it comes down to." I love Will Ospreay. I love the kind of energy he's bringing. I and that's where you know we've been centering on AEW because I, I have a little confession to make. I actually look forward most to turning on to Dynamite every week. I love the storylines. I love the things going. It's far more interesting to me than Raw or SmackDown. <laughs> I'm I'm way more invested in the people. I'm taking this really seriously, and having CM Punk fired and having Jack Perry suspended. Only adds to that mystique to me, and I think AEW is doing a really, really good job. As long as you don't let Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks run the place and keep them under control, uh, I think Tony Khan's doing a great job. My, I, I'm going to give full credit to Tony. Tony's doing doing really well. Yay, Tony! I
1: f- fully, fully agree. And one note that I will make is the huge reason why I love AEW so much: the commentary is fantastic. It never feels dry. It never feels boring. When they got you know Taz on or whoever it may be, it's always always so good. So I really appreciate that. I find raw commentary so boring, man.
0: It's it's kind of like. Do not like Wade stay. Barrett? I like Wade Barrett. Really? It's no, Michael Cole. Not... I know everybody likes Michael yeah. Cole, but I'm a Wade... I like Wade Barrett actually. I I, I like them. I, I like it better than uh than uh Tattoo Face. Like what's his name off the top of my head? <laughs>
1: i don't know man i just you know what man i've been i've been watching a lot of the matches sometimes i'll even turn down the commentary i just i find it so distracting instead of kind of drawing me in like the days of jr and king when they would just talk it could be it could be a mop coming down the ring and jr would make you think like it's the greatest thing ever you know not everyone's gonna have that talent but It made it so interesting, man. It's so good. I, they really mean
0: the king and cancellation society do not work well together because (laughs) go back and watch any king, every second word out of his mouth is puppies. Okay, kittens and puppies. That's all he was obsessed with, and it was not. Bob Barker style about getting your pet speeder neutered. <laughs> King was I will
1: agree with you on that, but he had a lot of zingers, man. He had a lot of zingers and the way they played off each other was amazing. Not not that's a very rare uh thing to find, such a vibe, but I think that's where WWE really needs to invest hard is step up their commentary cuz it's I find it so dry.
0: I love I love Excalibur. I love Taz. I agree a thousand percent. I like Tony Schiavone. I like Tony Schiavone. I have no issues with Tony Schiavone. I think it's great. Um, Not going to dispute you there. You know what? The commentary is a little more... And and they bring on the guest... But they bring on good guest commentators. Like they bring in Chris Jericho. You bring in Don Callis. That's fun to watch. WWE, they bring in guys that... It's part of the storyline, but it's not interesting. They don't add anything to the commentary. So I'll agree. So I have a final question for you as we wrap up today's Let's episode. Do it. it is Christmas dinner at JPL Curry's house. And JP says, honey, I need you to make one extra room at the dinner table. We're going to have a guest joining us. JP, you can have either Vince McMahon, Triple H, or Tori Khan join you for Christmas dinner. Who do you choose and why?
1: I'll end this off with a bang. It's definitely going to be Tony Khan. 100%. I'm a hugger. He's a hugger. It's going to be great. He seems like a really cool guy, really chill guy. uh, And I think he would probably hire us in an instant.
0: (laughs) You saw that South Park with him and MJF? I did. I saw that. I
1: really, honestly, I really like Tony, man. He he seems like a good, genuine guy. He, You know, he reminds me a lot of Vince in the sense of Vince really loved being one of the guys. I don't know if he's like that anymore. But Vince really liked to feel part of the action. Not just sitting on the sidelines like he does now and kind of just calls it. He used to be one of the boys in the back. And anybody knew all the top guys, they were all like, you know, so tight with Vinnie Mac. Tony Khan's like that, in my opinion.
0: I'll tell He's you this. I'd like to meet. tell you this much. The planet Vince McMahon is on has not been discovered yet. He's so far <laughs> in Pluto or wherever he is. I think Vince would be a real ass. And I just think that it would not be fun to hang out with him on any level no. whatsoever. I think he would literally like take your plate and just... I'm not eating this, and he'll just throw it to the floor. I don't think he'll be like clean this up, you know.
1: I don't know. He 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 might have some of my cooking and say that's some good. Sh-. <laughs> I can't to- finish that.
0: <laughs> Tony <laughs> but-, but Tony Khan, Tony Khan sitting at your table, and you just say, "So Tony, you are hiring me as a wrestling manager?" Yes, he's like, "Of course, that's the best idea." Yeah, and I, I'm gonna manage this guy. <laughs> yes, of course, that's a- he's like that agreeable best friend where his parents have the Mercedes and have the cottage and have the swimming pool. And you like become friends with them. Tony was like, here, here, you want to wear my Burberry? Like he will do anything to be your friend. I bet Tony would be a lot of fun to hang with. I agree, but I would actually choose triple H. Totally agree. The greatest, smartest social climber in the history of mankind. Marrying into the Vince McMahon family, Bravo, you know, <laughs> from China to Stephanie, and everything i would love to hear the real scoop i'd say, there's no cameras anything what really happy with china i gotta hear Absolutely. this for sure and triple h man we could say whatever we want he lived it he was wwe he is the glue that keeps it together uh everything that f's up is because visit man overrides him but he is Agreed. a wrestling hall of famer and the stories he could tell oh my lord like Tell me about some times on the road with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> so give me Triple H any day of the week, but Tony's a second close one, and Music Man, no thank you, not interested.
1: Yeah, that's a pass. You know, I I fully agree with you. Triple H would be my very close second as well on all those points you mentioned. He's he's top notch. I think it would be a lot of fun for sure.
0: And even a guy like Taz. You know what? Taz would be a fun guy to hang over too. You could tell he's really well, down Taz to Taz is a riot. Yeah. Taz would be fun and man he comes from the ecw days so anybody who ever wrestled the ecw <laughs> lord go back and watch some of that footage uh paul Heyman, uh he made uh jerry lawler look tame yeah this is professional wrestling the podcast we've covered some great ground on aw and for those of you that are getting into wrestling or been longtime wrestling fans you're like i don't know they're just second rate they're not you know what go see an aw event live when they're your arena you know when you're in a wwe event you know when the commercial breaks are coming and you can tell it's scripted aw you feel like you're an old school wrestling event it's a lot of fun different vibe there's room for everybody at the end and i will argue with you and you'll agree with me i'm sure wwe is not where they are today if not for aw because competition is good
1: It's good. It's what's best for business, as they like to say.
0: We'll see you all back real soon on Professional Wrestling, the podcast, as we will hear when CM Punk is back. And it was all a work, I'm sure. And Jack Perry will be with us. Stay tuned. You never know in the wild, wacky world of wrestling.